It's actually critical that you take the time to know what you want, to listen deeply to what you want, and from there to then courageously pursue the steps that it will require to fulfill these desires that you hold in your heart. What you want matters. What you want is worthy of being wanted, and you are worthy of receiving what you want. It doesn't mean that you will 100% of the time get what you want, but you are inherently worthy of the things that you desire. Welcome to Women Today. If you are someone who is asking the big questions in life, grappling with the complex responsibilities and desires that come with modern womanhood, and motivated to create a life that is deeply fulfilling while also contributing to the betterment of the world, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Emma Title, a psychotherapist, coach, mother, and teacher. And you are listening to an independent podcast where we unpack and explore women's psychology and personal growth and development. This show is dedicated to providing thoughtful, inspiring, and creative new ways to approach both your inner and outer life as a woman. We dig deep into what it really takes to heal, to grow, and to evolve into the next most whole and most integrated version of yourself. I'm so glad that you're here, and let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm super pumped about today's episode because we're going to be rolling up our sleeves and getting very practical and tactical about how to strategically make change, tackle goals, and take any type of idea, dream, or vision and work toward making it a reality. I'm going to be breaking down the creative process into four easy, doable steps that you can start implementing right away in your life. But before I dive into these practical and empowering steps, I want to name that there are two really, really important mindset pieces when it comes to wholeheartedly and unabashedly pursuing a desire. So before we can really flourish and succeed with turning dreams into reality, We need to deeply believe that the things that we long for as women are worthy of our pursuit and also that we are worthy of receiving these things that we long for. So more often than not, when I'm working with women, talking to women in all different types of situations and contexts, I see that women are frequently questioning and overanalyzing what they want. They're asking whether or not it's okay or right or reasonable to want what they want and Oftentimes what this does is it really slows us down in the process of taking action and really pursuing a goal and achieving a goal. So today, I want to really encourage you to know that in your heart, it is not only okay to want what you want, but that from my perspective and a lot of other people's perspectives, it's actually critical that you take the time to know what you want, to listen deeply to what you want. And from there, to then courageously pursue the steps that it will require to fulfill these desires that you hold in your heart. So I'm here to tell you that what you want matters, what you want is worthy of being wanted, and you are worthy of receiving what you want. It doesn't mean that you will 100% of the time get what you want, but you are inherently worthy of the things that you desire. So that's a really critical mindset piece that if you're struggling with, 
We'll keep talking about it on the podcast, but just know that before you set your heart, mind, soul, and spirit on pursuing any goal, that you are worthy of its pursuit and it is worthy of you. Now, the second really critical piece here is that I think sometimes goals can feel somewhat arbitrary or fabricated or not really anchored in the depth of our souls, who we are, what really matters to us in our most intimate, most heartfelt places. And so if that's going on for you, I want to just share a few thoughts I have about goal setting, because there's a way where goals can feel very aggressive sometimes. They can feel harsh. They can feel very achievement-oriented, attainment-based. And while I have no objection to any of these things, I think for a lot of women, these types of energies of pursuit and achievement and striving have actually caused a lot of aggression, self-aggression, and even toxicity among the psyches of women. And so something that's really helped me as I've become more and more committed to setting my own goals, pursuing my own goals, is remembering that these goals, when they are really thought through and when they're selected very intelligently and selectively, that they are representative of deeper truths from our soul, from our heart, and from our spirit. So whenever I'm talking to a woman about what she wants and what she dreams of and what she'd like to pursue, what I like to hold in my awareness is that we as women, we're stewards, we're stewards of love, we're stewards of consciousness. Our bodies, our minds, our spirits, we are designed for bringing more and more awareness, more and more consciousness to the planet. We are here to open ourselves to love, to act from love, to give, to serve, to create from love. And as long as we can remember this on a day-to-day basis, as long as we can keep coming back to these deeper truths and linking and rooting our goals in our love and in our consciousness, then they are always going to be things that are worthy of our hard work, our effort, and our pursuits. We don't need to question goals that come from love and consciousness. We don't need to second guess goals that come from love and consciousness. We don't need to be filled with self-agonizing doubt and overanalyzation or any of these things that can be crippling. Because if we know at the end of the day that our hearts, our minds, our bodies are anchored in love and consciousness, then we can trust all of the actions, the hard work, the effort, the pursuits that we mobilize ourselves around, that we put our blood, sweat, and tears to because they come from the origin of love and consciousness. And so however many times you need to repeat that to yourself or remind yourself of that, just know that that's at the origin point of any meaningful goal. And if your goals are feeling disconnected, severed, fragmented from that love and consciousness, then let's take a break. Let's stop pursuing the goal and let's first reevaluate where it comes from. And if it's not anchored in love and consciousness, re-anchor yourself in love and consciousness and then form a goal from there and then get to work pursuing it. All right, beautiful. So once we've got these mindset pieces, then we've got four really practical, doable steps that I want to walk you through today. So step number one is identify your primary goal. And this is the hardest part. If you're needing help 
thinking about what you're pursuing, you might go back and listen to episode number 44, where I talk a lot about reinventions and new beginnings and how to ask yourself some hard and provocative questions to prompt you about what you might want to set a goal around. But once you're a little more oriented and you know the general vicinity in which you're trying to create a goal, I like to think about what is the biggest lever you can pull in your life that if successfully addressed would make the biggest, most positive impact across the board of your entire life. So this really helps you to get in a mindset of a more meta reflection state, a 30,000 foot view or a bird's eye view on your life. So instead of getting hyper-focused on a very short-term goal or a very myopic goal, like eat broccoli for dinner tonight, which is great, but it's very small, you might zoom out and take in a holistic picture of your life. And you might see, okay, actually, it's not important that I just eat broccoli tonight, but if I eat 10 vegetables every single day, and that's the broader goal, that that kind of more meta, long horizon, long horizon goal is going to make a much bigger difference in your life. So if you're a woman who is still cycling with her menstrual cycle, this question of what goal should I pursue, what should be my primary goal can be a great question to bring into your menstrual time. This is a time when our left and right hemispheres of the brain have maximal communication. And sometimes we get insights or ahas or visions or downloads that come to us. They seem like they came from somewhere beyond the self. And these can be really beautiful breakthrough moments where we realize, ah, this is the next thing I need to pursue. Another great time to do this would be the new moon in any lunar cycle. You can look up when the new moon is coming, and this can be a great time to also sit more quietly in a meditative state and get clear on what is that goal, again, rooted in love and consciousness that you want to be pursuing as your next step. Another little idea or suggestion here is if you're having trouble identifying the goal, you can ask your dreams to reveal something to you. You can before bed journal or just pray or ask a higher power or the universe, whatever language works for you. And you can say, please let me know what is the next goal that I should be focused on in pursuing. And sometimes you'll get a dream that night or within the week or the month. And you might just pay attention and see if there's any information that wants to come more from your unconscious mind. Beautiful. So once you have identified what the primary goal is, the second step is to create a planning session where you map out the project and you figure out all of the projected timelines, the steps as they're broken down into component parts, and you figure out all the details of the process. So I like to schedule at least one hour and sometimes multiple hours, sometimes even multiple days or days in a row, depending on the scope and the size of the goal or the project. But it's really important that you schedule this planning session, that it's marked out in your calendar, and that the planning session is distinct and separate from any type of work blocks or work sessions that you're doing on the actual goal itself. Hey, I hope you're really enjoying this episode. I'm taking a quick break here to remind you that if you haven't already, please subscribe to Women Today. Subscribing means that you get the latest episode delivered directly to the top of your Apple Podcasts app, and it also helps me to reach more listeners. If you've found any value in this episode so far, please consider picking up your phone, opening Apple Podcasts, going to the Women Today podcast main page, and clicking the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner to follow this show. While you're at it, 
you can scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and leave a rating and a review. These little gestures take just a minute of your time, but honestly, they make a huge difference for me and also for other women who are trying to find information and resources like this. So thank you in advance for supporting this independent podcast and paying it forward to other awesome women like you. All right. Thanks so much. And let's keep going with today's episode. Some things that I love to do when I am doing a planning session is I love to have whatever day it is, make sure that I'm setting myself up for an optimal state of body, mind, and spirit on that day of planning. So for me, that means I am getting enough sleep. So I make sure to go to bed early the night before. And it also means that I'm getting exercise or movement in the morning before sitting down for my planning session. Ideally, this would also include being in nature because I find the natural world and just getting out in the fresh air with the sunlight really helps my mind to be more inspired, to feel more clear-headed. It also means making sure I've had a really good breakfast or whatever meal is closest to my planning session so that my blood sugar is stable. And again, I have that mental clarity and energy to really tackle the planning process in a way that feels exciting and inspiring and alive to me. Some other things you might think about in your planning session would be to set up the space wherever you're doing your planning really beautifully. So you might pull out a candle you love or play some music that makes you feel really good. You might add a few flowers to your environment or if there's anything else that inspires you, just having it nearby. I personally love to use pen and paper when I'm doing planning. Sometimes I'll even put really big paper on the wall that sticks to the wall and I'll use colorful markers, which can be really inspiring. And it gives me a feeling of being at the whiteboard of my own life, so to speak. It really amplifies an experience of taking myself and my goal or dream seriously, whatever it is. And it makes me feel like I am the CEO of my own life, that I am self-authoring my life. I'm moving things in the direction of my desires. And this is a very satisfying and empowering experience for me. During the planning session, I also like to make sure that I have my calendar with me so that I can make sure to put in any strategic checkpoints or deadlines with regard to the project or goal that I'm working on so that I can make sure that I'm assessing where I'm at and also putting in things in my calendar to remind me to check in on certain milestones or goals or to course correct if I've fallen off track or to re-strategize if any new or unexpected obstacles have come up. Beautiful. After you've identified the primary goal and you have done your planning session, step number three is you're going to move into the action or implementation phase. Now, the action and implementation phase is usually the phase that takes the longest when you're pursuing any major or meaningful goal in your life. And I like to think of the action and implementation phase as having two distinct parts to it. There's the ramping up phase and there's the full throttle phase. And I'll explain what I mean. So the ramping up phase is when we are often doing tasks or actions that are a little bit lighter or easier in nature, and they also might be a little bit slower to ramp up. So this might be doing research or gathering information with regard to the goal that you're pursuing. It could mean identifying and securing required support if necessary. It might be getting referrals or recommendations from friends or community members. 
but this is the part where you're starting to work toward the goal and it's just going a little bit more slowly and you're doing things that are a little bit easier to digest. They're smaller bit bite-sized pieces and they're not usually as intimidating as the things that come in the full throttle phase. So once you've done the research or gathered the information or resources that you need to pursue your goal, then we enter the full throttle stage of the action and implementation phase. And this is the stage where we're really putting the pedal to the metal. We're chopping the wood, we're carrying the water, we're doing the work. And this is the time when we often can lose momentum. This is the time where we come up against a lot of our inner demons and we can come up against self-doubt or exhaustion or fatigue or losing faith or not knowing if we want to continue to pursue this goal all the way to its finish line. So this is a really important stage to pace yourself. So it's really important in this stage when you're in the full throttle momentum of whatever goal you're pursuing to find sustainable ways so that you can maintain endurance for the long haul. And it's also really critical that you define enoughness for yourself. So whatever goal you're pursuing, whatever dream or vision you're pursuing, we can only do so much in a day, a week, a month, or even a year if it's a much longer term goal. So it's really helpful to say, okay, if I do X today, then I've done enough toward this goal. Or if I do Y tomorrow or X, Y, and Z this week, then I'm going to give myself props. I'm going to celebrate myself and I'm going to acknowledge that I've done enough. And I'm also going to have the wherewithal and the wisdom to know when it's time to step away and to wait until the next time that it's important to do some work toward this goal. This is the biggest mistake I see for women during this phase, the action implementation phase, is we get all geared up. This often happens around the new year and when we have a new Gregorian calendar year or any type of new cycle, we get really pumped up. We've got a new workout regime or a new way we want to eat or we're trying to do something different in our work life and we do it for a little while, but then we get exhausted and we come up against resistance or friction, or it's not as easy as we hoped it would be. And then this is the time where we're likely to revert into old patterns. So it's really critical that in this stage of the action implementation, that you're kind to yourself, that you also hold yourself accountable, and that you pace yourself so that you can sustain whatever goal or desire you're pursuing in the long term. Beautiful. So the fourth and final step of bringing any goal or dream into completion and fruition is what I call the completion and fruition phase. So this is a really exciting step of the goal pursuit process. And what I mean in this phase of completion and fruition is that when you get to achieving that goal or potentially a certain level or milestone within that goal, that you really celebrate when you have officially created what you desired or some portion of what you desired. So this is a critical time to reflect on how the journey and the process was for you. What did you learn? How have you changed or grown or evolved throughout the process? What worked really well that you could repeat? What didn't work that you might want to change in the future? This is a time that we often miss the mark because as women, as people who are ambitious, who have high standards for ourselves, sometimes We just want to stay in the go, go, go mode. We want to stay in full throttle mode and we miss the mark. We miss recognizing, oh my God, I actually got what I wanted. I actually brought a goal or a dream or a vision into fruition. It's now here in my life. 
And instead of taking that in fully and digesting it and celebrating and honoring ourselves for that hard work and effort, we just move on to the next thing. And this is tragic from my perspective. It's painful, it's tragic, and it also sets us up for the feeling of being on a never-ending hamster wheel that's always about work and hard work and pursuit and effort and never about receiving and digesting and nourishing and really absorbing the fruits of our labor. And it's critical that we do this. So there's a beautiful practice by Dr. Rick Hansen, if you're interested, and it's all about taking in the good. The practice is called taking in the good. You can Google it or read it in any of his books, but it's really about the process of recognizing when there is goodness and then taking it in visually, somatically, energetically, breathing it in, amplifying it in the body and drinking it in like a delicious gold elixir. And I love this practice because it really helps to solidify whatever goodness, whatever fruition we have created through our hard work and goal pursuit, and to really allow it to nourish our being, to nourish our soul, and to really celebrate ourselves for what we have created. You can also do this by talking about it with friends and family, or acknowledging it with yourself personally in your journal, or with your therapist or your coach, but really letting that moment sink in when the completion or the fruition of a goal or a dream or pursuit has come into actuality. Beautiful. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope it gives you some really practical ways to pursue any goal that's in your heart, in your mind. And I'll just review those steps again quickly. So step number one is identify the primary goal. Step number two is create a planning session where you map out the project and figure out all the timelines and details. Step number three is where you get into action and implementation, and this includes ramping up and also doing the full throttle work. And step number four is completing and coming into the fruition phase, which includes celebration, honoring, and receiving the creation that you have worked so hard to fulfill. Beautiful. So I hope this was helpful. And as a reminder, your goals, your dreams, they are sacred. They have a deep taproot in your love, in your consciousness, in the unique being that you are. Your goals and your dreams are worthy of pursuing. You are also worthy of receiving whatever it is that your heart desires. So don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and do the hard work And also don't be afraid to remember the sacredness, the sacred origin of your goals and dreams. They really matter not only to you, but also to other human beings on this planet with whom we are all interdependent. So have courage, have faith in yourself, and don't be afraid to work hard and also to rest and to pace yourself in the pursuit of your goals and dreams. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Today podcast, and most importantly, for caring about your personal growth and development as a woman. Remember, when we have the courage to do our inner work and then show up to lead in the world from that place, we all win. So let's keep going because together we do have the power to affect real change from the inside out. 
If you enjoyed this episode and are wanting to take some of these ideas further, I encourage you to check out my free training that will guide you through a powerful process to clarify your values and to get in deeper alignment with yourself so that you can create a life that feels even more meaningful and fulfilling to you. You can download this training at emmatitle.com forward slash training. Once you get there, simply pop your name and email in and the training will be sent straight to your inbox so you can begin right away. Before we say goodbye for today, I want to remind you that you are not alone and that you matter. Whoever you are and wherever you find yourself in this moment of your life, your thoughts matter, your feelings matter, and your life experiences, they matter. So please stay committed and stay fiercely loyal to yourself on this journey and know that I'm right here with you, sending my heartfelt strength and encouragement. Thank you so much for listening and I'll look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.